0: You have a will and a mind, and you have a will and a mind, and you have a will and a mind. All of us here today have a mind and a will, which is our own. We have our own mind and our own will, which is unique to us as individual persons. God, on the other hand, while being three distinct persons, has only one will. The Father has a will and the Son as a will and the Spirit as a will, but there are not three wills. There is only one divine will which these three persons share. The simple singleness of the will within the triune Godhead is very much an expression, a manifestation, an aspect of God's perfect and harmonious union, the love that exists perfectly between the three persons, who while are distinct, are yet one. This is the very quality that we as Christians emulate when we come together as the body of Christ. The very act of coming together in Christ is to reject autonomous individualism. It is to enter a different state of being in which we become one. Now we might ask, how is this achieved? What has to happen for us to become one within the body of Christ. Now that's the subject of today's collect and also of the Mass. Our collect this morning begins O God, who maketh the faithful to be of one mind and will? O God, who maketh the faithful to be of one mind and will? The first thing to note is that it is God and God alone who can bring about this change. It is really a new creation, a new state of being that requires the creator himself to accomplish. Remember, by nature, we are many persons with many wills. By nature, God is many persons with one will. We can't affect this change in us without God any more than a mouse could make himself a man. It's a divine work. It's a divine work that is accomplished by the Holy Spirit. And that's the focus this morning of our epistle and our gospel. As St. James says, the perfect gift from above. The perfect gift is the Holy Spirit. Who comes to us from the Father through the Son. The Holy Spirit is another comforter who unites us to Christ. By engrafting or begetting, birthing, as St. James says, the word in us. This spirit of God is also sometimes called the spirit of Christ because he reveals and manifests and glorifies Christ and he unites us to Christ and he makes us all of one mind and one will just as the Father, Son and Spirit are of one will. Now we might ask, how does he do it? Well, there is a very mystical aspect which is ineffable. At our new birth... When we were made new, new creatures in Christ, we are made, really, of one will, because we are then made partakers of the divine nature, which has one will. That is a change, a very real change, an elevation at the very level of nature within us. Something very much past or beyond any kind of process analysis on our part. Something we believe and accept and cling to and have faith in. But there is another aspect of attaining one will, which can be described, which can be analyzed to some extent, and which answers our question, how does he do it? This how is accomplished in the day-to-day vicissitudes of life and community, our life together in this fallen world. And our collect once again, supplies the answer to this question. O God, who maketh the faithful to be of one mind and will, And then it says, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest and desire that which thou dost promise. That's the how in daily life. That is the work of the Spirit in us for which we pray this morning. That we might love the thing which thou commandest and desire that which thou dost promise. That is how we become of one mind and will when we all love the same commandment and when we all desire the same promise. That is what makes us one. You know, we often worry about trying to protect our own unique identity. In fact, this has risen to the level of a religion in our culture, our individuality. And what could be more fundamental to who we are and what makes us unique than what we love and what we desire? But the very essence of being a Christian, the very essence of our salvation, is a being of one mind and one will. And this means loving and desiring the same thing. The way the Spirit makes us of one mind and will is to help us to love the same commandment and desire the same promise. The commandment and desire That we are to love and desire is the word and the spirit. It is the spirit of love and truth who begets and engrafts the word in us. Now the collect in the last clause summarizes the net result of such an accomplishment. Of singleness of mind and will when it says that. So amid the sundry and manifold changes of the world. Our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. This promise expresses St. Benedict, Barry's and my own vision of perfection in this very unstable and mutable world, to be fixed, to be stable, to be constant, unwavering, with the end being joy. Now the only way we can be solidly fixed and find the joy we all desire is if we are all fixed, on the same desire and the same commandment. In our life, in the here and now, there is something at the very center which holds us all together as one. There is a power, a power to unite, which works through our faculties, our individual faculties, our unique and distinct faculties of our own person, those faculties of love and desire. When we share the same love, and share the same desire within a community of persons, then we will be of one mind and one will. It is love of the Word and desire for the Spirit that unites us. If we love something more than the Word, and if we desire something more than the Spirit, we are actually violating our union. Our common and united love for the Word and desire for the Spirit is chiefly manifest in our corporate prayer and worship of God. It is manifest in many ways, but that lies at the center. That is where we receive back from him the very word and spirit we desire in the holy sacrament of his body and blood. I don't suppose you are very surprised that I've come back around to the message (laughs) that I always am preaching about, especially lately for which I make no apology. Our life together is our prayer together. Everything else, if it's worth anything, flows out of this. If we do not love to pray together, if that is not our priority, then we need to repent. We need to repent. We are not fulfilling the work of the Spirit in our lives, and we're not allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to make us of one mind and will by loving the same thing and desiring the same thing. We love the same thing. We desire the same thing. Boy, this rubs us wrong in ways that we don't even realize, I don't think. You know, we're not taking a vote. (laughs) We're not taking a vote as a community about what we should love and what we should desire. This is not a choice of carpet color or what's on the menu. He set the table. He chose the menu. He beckons us to come and sit together at his table at the same feast and receive the same gift of word and spirit in the great assembly of the saints gathered both in heaven and on earth around the throne of God. And we cry with all the saints, holy and worthy is the Lamb of honor and praise and glory. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardeen, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of The Orthodox West.